Okay, Bruce. So I don't know where you're hiding, but uh, we really got a show to do. So if we can get start. Oh, crap. Did you freeze yourself in carbonite again? No, I, I did. Oh, no, not another one of you bounty hunters. Look, I don't want to get stunned again. That was not fun last time. Yeah, cool. No, that's the podcast liaison officer of Cloud City Casino, and we have to record right now. Let's get ready to rumble. Yeah. And um, now you've frozen him in carbonite, and so this is pretty much the worst thing ever. Hopefully it's not me. What are you talking about? Of course it's you. You froze him in carbonite. Oh, yeah. What? I mean, <laughs> what happened to the Ugnaughts anyways? They weren't working. Well, that's typical. Hey, you can get him to record it later. No, I can't get him to record it later because it's got to be done now, and he's frozen in carbonite. Yeah, true. Okay. Okay. So, uh, I mean, you've you, surely you've not been a bounty hunter forever. Um, like, maybe you, you have some people skills, so you, you could help out, right? You could do something different, and um, you, could, you could help me do this show. Never again, man. Oh, come on, dude. You, you just froze Bruce in carbonite. Like, I, okay. You, you got to work with me here some. Is this any better? I mean, a little bit. You really just sort of changed your voice some. I just, look, just, just roll with it, okay? You're, you're going to fill in for Bruce. We've got a show to do. All right, let's go. Enjoy your stay. <laughs> What have we here? I suggest a new strategy. You truly belong here with us, fucking club. Don't get excited! Welcome, scoundrels, to Cloud City Casino. We are currently 303 days away from Star Wars Rogue One. Bruce can't be with us this week. He's feeling a little bit under the weather. But I'm here holding it down, so... Hopefully we can get through this, survive, and uh, no one's going to have a slot machine fall on them or something of the sort. Uh, with me this week, we have the real McCoy, James Clark. How you doing? Hey, man. Good so, to talk to you. Yeah, yeah, I've been trying to get you on for a little while, but you know how things go. Everything gets uh, a little twisted and trying to get schedules worked <laughs> out and everything. Oh, yeah. But um, so so tell me about what you do with so you have your own blog the uh, the real McCoy. I do. Uh, it originally started as just a a cosplay page because I've been doing uh, Mandalorian costuming since two thousand eight, uh, and then I guess two year or two ago, um, right? Yeah, two years ago I started kind of broadening out to just more of a a nerd news blog. So uh, I've been working for Bullfet.com since 2007. Okay. So I've kind of taken what I do for Bullfet.com, and I've, I've, I'm trying to broaden that into do you know not just Star Wars, not just Boba Fett, but you know comics and, and other like geek geek pop culture stuff. So okay, awesome. Now you've actually I know you have your own. Um, you have your own Mandalorian character, and then I think you've also actually done Boba as well, correct? Well, I I wear different people's Bobas from mm -hmm. time to time, uh, and I've I've been slowly putting pieces of mine together. Uh, I've always said that when I finally have a shop that's like in my house that I can, you know, set things out and no one will ever bother it until I touch it again, then I will make a Boba Fett. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. that's kind of going to be the uh, the culmination of all the things I have learned about costuming will go into that costume, so. Okay, sweet. I, uh, it's terrifying, but it, it's it's exciting at the same time. So, here here's my question. So, when, when you finally get around to doing that, are we going Empire Strikes Back or Return of the Jedi? Both. I'm doing okay. a uh, special edition costume, so it's the Return of the Jedi uh, body with the Empire Strikes Back helmet. Okay. Yeah, okay. so that's what they use in the special edition. Pretty much if you see a promo image for Boba Fett, mm -hmm. uh, like, you know, from special edition on, uh, like since the 90s, 
which are you know all the good photos he's wearing the special edition outfit and it's the red gauntlets and the multicolored jetpack uh and then he has the empire strikes back helmet which is the the prettier helmet i think so right right okay it's pretty good i like the uh, holiday special version myself but that one's pretty cool too you do one of my good friends uh, goes by jimmy buffett on den helmet and uh he let me uh, he's let me wear his uh boba fett twice he says he says i'm the only person that he will let wear his boba fett because he knows he says that i i he knows how much i appreciate it and respect it because <laughs> okay. that cost him was like six thousand dollars or something you oh know like gosh. i mean uh darth vader is even more expensive mm-hmm. but so luckily i fit the body type for star wars characters which is right at like six foot you know, like 200 pounds, like you know, like right at that mark where you can, I could put on a Stormtrooper, a Boba Fett, or a Vader with the with like the, the boots and the helmet, and I would be about the right size. Okay. <laughs> like, I think Darth Vader is like six foot eight, mm-hmm. but when I, when I wear a Vader, it usually has, like, the boots give you, you know, two or three inches, and the helmet gives you like four inches, so you're pretty big. Right, right. right. Yeah, now actually come to think of it, you let's see, you were Vader for the five oh first for um Star Wars days at uh for the Braves game this year? Yeah. I did it actually the last two years. Uh okay. and um the first year I wore an A New Hope Vader, which was really cool. It was the first time I ever did it. Um there were no fans in that helmet. <laughs> so I went blind in one eye real quick because it did sweat and like i mean my helmet uh is open on the bottom so you can get your finger up there uh my mandalorian helmet anyway you can you can get your finger up there and like get sweat out of your eyes or whatever but when you're in vader that thing is you are encased in it and you can do nothing about it like (laughs) so i had i had one eye and i could hardly move and you know i'm on like four inch lifts Mm -hmm. like oh it was i mean it was excruciating, but it was also amazing because, <laughs> I mean, I'll walk around in any other costume that I own or that I've ever worn, and no one cares. But suddenly, you're Darth Vader, and everyone just reveres you, right. like, and your presence. It is so crazy. Um, but yeah, I did the. I last year I wore, uh, I believe it was a Return of the Jedi Vader. And, uh, yeah, that one was pretty, the difference would be that, uh, a new hope has a a matte black helmet and, uh, the later two movies, it's, uh, like, like shiny. Right. Right. So, uh, and that was really cool. That was actually a more comfortable costume this last year. And, uh, I'm a backup selected for this year already. So we will, we will see. Luckily, the great thing about the 501st is, uh, they pretty much to the big events will bring two of all the important face characters uh-huh. especially if it's like a four, a four or five hour troop that way people can like trade off like every hour okay so so usually have like two vaders two boba fett's two chewbacca's and then you just kind of switch okay nice now is it just is it just impossible to get fans in that vader helmet or Oh no! It just the they weren't working or something. The one I wore okay. last year, they were working, but the first year it was just the guy uh, Jesse apologized as he put it on me, and I was like, <laughs> "Just do it, man! Like <laughs> sacrifice for the greater good." Um, but yeah, uh, the first year I did it, I I went on the field for the tool race, and uh, I mean, I could see the crowd that was around me. They bring you out to like center field in the back, like on the back wall. And they open up the wall, and I was supposed to come out and stop the the tool, the Home Depot tools from from the race, like with the force, uh-huh. and then force push whoever was in front like down onto the ground. So I walk out and I did that, and suddenly, you know, I'm realizing that there's forty thousand people in this stadium, <laughs> and I mean it wasn't even that full, but forty thousand people screaming, and I'm like looking around, and the like the Wranglers for Turner field behind me are going, come on back, come on back. And I'm like, you hush, <laughs> give me this moment. <laughs> this is the greatest thing I've ever, that's ever happened to me. I'm Darth Vader on the brave stadium, like in the brave stadium. Like, come on. 
<laughs> I'm combining two of my favorite things. <laughs> right. Someone show me your boobs and our, my life will be complete. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so now, um, do you think this year that they'll they'll try to incorporate Kylo Ren with the success of... Uh, oh, yeah. American? They already, like, they pretty much wanted Kylo even before the movie was out. Um, there were there were a couple of Kylo Rens already at, like, the, the movie premieres at the theaters. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, he's very, he's very popular already. Uh-huh. And there's a ton of customers doing him. Okay. I mean, not like not Deadpool numbers, but a lot. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure my wife's going to be excited. Well, she's actually trying to do a Kylo Ren costume. She always loves the dark side guys. So she's like, mm-hmm. she's like, I want to do something. I'm like, well, who do you want to do? Darth Vader? I'm like, Christine, <laughs> you're like five foot three. You, <laughs> you may weigh 110 pounds. You're like, Darth Vader is huge. <laughs> <laughs> so she so I'm like you 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 could probably pull off Kylo Ren so I got her the uh I, I got her that Hasbro uh the the voice changing one that's this pretty nice, nice. The, the black okay. series one for Christmas the black series is pretty good actually mm-hmm. and I thought so I'm like I don't know if she's gonna like this or not but we'll see she has it out all the time and she'll just like wear it around the house and stuff and she'll just be like <laughs> she'll just walk up to me in the mask while I'm trying to do something and she'll be like the droid stole a freighter and i'm like christine I'm trying what to- girl <laughs> yeah i'm like i'm trying to work <laughs> she's like you know i can take whatever i want i'm like what is wrong is. with you <laughs> so. you know i used to like the dark side characters and mm. then when i uh i you know when we all saw revenge of the sith and i watched order 66 i'm just sitting there like watch kia di mundi go out to that bridge and just a heartbreak on his face and then i'm right. sitting there with like tears streaming down my cheeks going like <laughs> never again man i went full rebel that day and i've never looked back because before that like every faction i ever played in a game always dark side always imperial always stormtroopers ever since then i'm like rebel 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 okay like watched Order sixty six happen and I'm done. I was like, nope, these guys, nope, I can't watch it. <laughs> now, do you do you do any um, Rebel cosplay? Anything? Uh, Rebel yeah, I have a I have a Kyle Katarn actually. That's right. That's um, right. I totally forgot you did that at uh, Celebration this year. I did, and the funny thing is, I wore that costume to like. Apparently, I'm not a real man, and I can't grow facial hair like normal people. <laughs> so, like, I mean, if I commit to growing out a beard, mm-hmm. it's got to be, like, three months of, like, just me being uncomfortable. So I did that for Dragon Con, and no one gave a crap. Like, no one wanted <laughs> to take my picture. And But meanwhile, you know, a couple, rewind to that spring. I mean, it was in April. Celebration was. Uh, Dragon Con's in August. So rewind to April, and I'm at... Star Wars Celebration in Anaheim, and people loved it. Yeah. Sam Witwer was being interviewed for, like, Nerdist or something. It was Chloe DeStrika, um, Chris, uh, what's his name that does Nerdist? Um, Hardwick. It's Chris Hardwick, that's yeah. right. I'm thinking Sedgwick, like Ghostbusters. I'll, so, I'll it and it sounds like we, like we knew what was going on. And just right. <laughs> well, so Chloe was interviewing Sam Witwer, who was Starkiller, and he does a lot of voices for Clone Wars and Rebels. And he saw me as Kyle, and he, like, pointed at me and just was like, wait. And he finished his interview and then came, like, bounding over to me going, Kyle Katarn, Kyle Katarn. And I'm like, dude, Starkiller wanted to meet me. (laughs) So we we took a picture. Like, he took one with his phone, and I took one with my phone. And, like, that was one of the coolest things to me was – because he's such a like a true fan yes. of Star Wars. Yeah. But so a lot of fans really liked the uh, the Kyle Katarn. And I actually just commissioned a uh, saber, like uh, a Q-Ron saber from Jedi Knight Dark Forces 2. Mm-hmm. So I'll have the Kyle Katarn green saber from now on. But I've got to do like freaking makeup or something because I just hate having the full beard. I just can't do it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you can just do... Uh kind of put you something on there uh, yeah i mean i've got some theater background so like i i mean i could probably glue something on it'll look stupid i don't know what i'm gonna do yet eat but... some chocolate pastries or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man but that's a fun costume to do and i might do like a generic jedi or something at some point right um maybe a clone wars jedi with like a mix of armor and uh like jedi robes mm-hmm 
but other than that, I'm, I've got the T, the TK, the Nova Stormtrooper that I just got recently. That's um, right. I saw you. You did a little unboxing for that. I did. Yeah. Um, and they apparently liked it because they shared it, which I didn't think that they would do because I would have not been wearing pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but that was, I mean, that was a lot of fun. And mm-hmm. then I tried to cut my thumb in half on it a couple of days after I got it. So now I'm finally, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm healed up from my box cutter accident and I, uh, I'm going to get back to work on it, but that'll be really exciting just to, cause I've got, you know, a Mandalorian and I've got Kyle Tarn and like Kyle Katarn's kind of a, of course a lesser known EU character. Yeah. I, th- I think it's legends point, character. I was going to ask is anyone like uh dragon con or something like that, where it's not as many diehards or people like, are you supposed to be Kanan Jarrus? Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and the thing is, I would probably answer that question and say yes. Like Kyle Katarn and Kanan are pretty much the same. Like Kanan right. is the new canon version of Kyle Katarn. Right, right. Yeah, I think I honestly, it's just one thing I'm having to accept. I think that what it comes down to, because I was thinking about it, is um, we had some, you know, between like Corrin Horn, Kyle Katarn, and Dash Rendar. Dash Rendar. We had a lot of white dudes. Uh, yeah like through the 90s and i think they're like you know what let's diversify a little bit so i don't know if we'll see kyle katarn again i don't think we will though if we were going to see him we'd see him on rebels because in in dave filoni we trust that man is giving us back so much eu with every season that is like bless him Mm -hmm. i feel like i mean we he does kind of got back jason solo i guess but right right um which I, I maintain, I like Ben as a name much better than I do. Jason, so I do. You know, I, like, I named my son that, so. <laughs> yes, I did. Because you had, oh my, like, one of the most adorable pictures ever where you had him with the little Kylo Ren mask and you said, Ben, take that mask off. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need it. That was fantastic. Um, as soon as he said it in the movie, he goes, Ben! I was like, don't you tell me that you, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah. You just, you just have to. Watch your son in the future. Make sure he doesn't like. I know, right? Never go on bridges with that kid. That's right. Hey, Dad, let's go on that. No, (laughs) no, you go. That's right. Go hang out with your friends. (laughs) (laughs) There was. Have Have you been following the uh, Bad Dad Han Solo on Twitter? Oh, the Twitter. I I I think I follow the emo Kylo Ren, and that's Uh probably about it. And then they have the Luke one also. What's What's his? So his is Lonely Luke Skywalker. Yeah. You really got you really got to get all three of them in there because they'll interact. I don't know if it's the same gotcha. person doing all three people or if they just are all three really clever and, and interact with each other really well. But yeah, um, it, it's it's pretty funny because you'll occasionally you'll get some interactions and stuff. Um, they did like a someone took a picture of Adam Driver, it was like a black and white picture of him laying down shirtless or something like that. Uh, for it was probably for like some cologne or some such. Oh and, yeah, uh, I, I was like, oh my god, and, and I tweeted it to uh, to Bad Dad Han Solo, and I thought, oh man, he's gonna have a field day with this, but I don't, I don't think he saw it or cared or. <laughs> Maybe he was drunk. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> but I was like, that would be so good for him to play off of. But I guess he he did not agree. <laughs> Burn. Yeah, you were you were talking about uh, cutting your thumb earlier. I actually sliced. Now, mine was just a, uh, it was actually Jane's sidearm from, uh, it was a resin prop from Firefly. And I yeah. sliced my knuckle. Uh, trying to, you know, trying to get some of that resin uh, off, and uh, I sliced my my knuckle, and it bled and bled, and I actually did not get like proper feeling back in there. I want to say it was close to a year. I may be imagining oh, wow. a ton, but uh, it's so you have a lot of issues like that with some of these props. And no, things? and and generally, I I take my time, and mm-hmm. I'm very careful in the shop. Uh, this was one of the little. There's these little boxes that go on the stomach plate of the stormtrooper uh, and they're just very small pieces so my fingers were just really close together Mm -hmm. and uh so yeah it was just a little a little slip um it bled a lot but it i mean it pretty much is healed now so and that was only like a week and a half ago yeah so i'm all good but generally no i mean and i and i 
have some pretty unorthodox tool usage in in the shop where I I have a uh, a table saw that I I'll hold in my lap and cut plastic at an angle so that it'll fit together and you really shouldn't do that like <laughs> it's probably not the best. No, if anyone saw me, they'd be very upset with how I was using those tools sometimes. Right. But I mean, I built my entire first costume pretty much with just like a hand, like like a a regular hand powered manual saw. Mm-hmm. So it's it's you can make them. When people say that they don't have the the tools or the time or the or the space, I'm like, listen, I'm pretty sure I made a part of this costume in my dorm room, so I don't want to hear it. Like. <laughs> Right. You can do the whole thing with an exacto knife and a can of paint. Right, right. So, yeah, it's um, it's it's very interesting. I'm I'm wanting to jump into it. Uh, I've I thought to start with, I'm like, I'm gonna do that. Uh, I'm gonna do that. Um, Matt, the radar technician. That's gonna be great. And then I I told uh, I told uh, Kevin, the radar nerd, Reitzel, who's on here. There's gonna be like a ton of them. Yeah, he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, we're all doing that. I'm like, okay, that's great because I can kind of get with everyone, and we can, you know, we can kind of figure out get the right stuff, right? And he's like, okay, bad news. He's like, that jacket or that uh, vest, the the person who who's selling it is now figured out what it is. So of course now he's like marketing it as Saturday Night Live. You know, Matt, the radar technician, vest instead of yeah, uh, like South African ammo pouch or whatever. Oh yeah, he's like, and it used to be like forty bucks, so now it's like a hundred and twenty, and I'm just like, I think I might go with something else. <laughs> it's funny when they do that, like yeah. uh, Clippered, which was a uh, an HVAC uh, company, like for heating and air. Mm-hmm. They uh, there's all these uh, clippered valves that are on the proton pack and the neutrino wand for Ghostbusters. Right. And now you can go to like clippered.com and they have a paranormal investigator section where they will just sell those clippered valves, like the real ones on their website. I mean, and they know they're not being used at all for like right. heating and air for homes. Uh, right. In fact, they're outdated and you can't even like use them with modern systems, but they sell the crap out of them on that website just to mm-hmm. Ghostbusters people. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny and uh, like I'm sure if you ever look up even if it's even if it's not one that's ever been used, those vintage flash handles. I been... bought one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I like I, I have one. I love when it's like a uh, soul or some something like that that's never been used, not really even like you cannot make a legit uh replica Star Wars lightsaber but they're like Star Wars lightsaber, you know, and then yeah. they'll throw in like um uh oh, I'm trying to remember who who did the uh Graflex? Is that who Yeah, there was Graflex yeah. and then there was 80 AMD or something like that. But uh, I actually yeah. have a two-cell Graflex. Right, right. Which uh, apparently the Darth Vader is a three-cell because mm-hmm. um, it's just you would have three batteries in it. But, I mean, I got one of those things. I, I caught one on eBay. Someone had spelled it incorrectly. Right, which yeah, is the way There's actually, it. yeah, there, there's websites actually that will search for incorrect spelling eBay listings oh, because yeah. that's how you catch the deals or one way to catch the deals so i got this thing for like 35 dollars, and it is so cool i mean Mm -hmm. they really did very little to the to these these uh remote flashes to make Mm -hmm. them lightsabers it's crazy yeah i think for the most part they would pretty much just throw on the um little little rails yeah yeah yeah. that's it (laughs) and then suddenly it's a vader saber i mean even the emitter with like the little grooves in the Mm -hmm. end when when you don't have the blade in like looks exactly like it does on the on my you know we have the the master replicas or mm-hmm. or even the ultra saber stuff right. we've got a, a pile of lightsabers at my house so yeah yeah that's, it's crazy yeah that's um i actually have the the emitter portion or the shroud or whatever you call that that tip piece the the black one for the vader because once nice. again christine's like oh she's like Make me a Darth Vader lights. I'm like, okay, I'll I'll do that. And then I I started to get the pieces. And then, um, as we got closer and closer to the movie, because actually it's been about a year now, so she's actually forgotten. But I'll, I'll finish <laughs> it eventually. I'm so bad about starting projects and not finishing them. But uh, 
you know, I, I would say I'm like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna get this one. I'm gonna pay this price for it or whatever. And then uh, I would forget to to kind of search because that that's the one thing I found. If if you really search on on eBay and stuff, you can eventually find something for a good price. But it it just got to be everything was you know to have Star Wars on it. I'm like, ah, crap. So. I'll uh, so, I'll finish it up eventually, but yeah, and I got her the it's the Highland one, not the uh, Master yeah, Precision or whatever right. Micro Precision, mm-hmm. which is I believe it's the same company. It's just the American one, but then maybe it's not. Maybe they're two different companies and they designed it the same. But yeah, uh, they're they're very very similar. There's there's some minor minor details in it that she really wouldn't care about. But uh, yeah, uh, back to that TK armor. Now, when you were doing that video, there was actually some stuff that I f- found interesting that I didn't even know about. You were talking about like the thumbprint. Yeah, the mold. they they produced flaws on purpose mm-hmm. in like the the movie armor. Which, uh, if I had my choice, I would go without. But I'd probably mm-hmm. go with like a symmetrical helmet also. But they produced the the. One to one asymmetrical A New Hope stunt helmet. They did, uh, you know, the thumbprint pull in the uh, in the uh, bicep plate. Mm-hmm. They uh, they had a lot of stuff in there that was, uh, I mean, pretty true to the films. So it mm-hmm. it shows, you know, that they they really did produce this stuff from, you know, digital scans and and photographs of the actual costumes. I mean, Anovos worked hand in hand with the Lucas archives, so. Okay. Yeah, see, I had actually thought maybe they just went with, uh, m- like maybe some of those original molds or something. Because I know that's there's a lot with the five hundred first. There's a lot of, a uh, lot of guys. I guess they work off of the like they molded something off of one original uh, mold or something along right. those lines. Well, like the Dennett helmet went and they uh, they took photos of one of the uh, pre-production helmets for mm-hmm. uh, the Boba Fett helmet, and they even I believe they took a mold of it. So very cool. I'm not sure what has become of that yet, but mm-hmm. uh, those guys are on a on a different level of costuming <laughs> than I am. So right. I'm in the uh, the what can I make out of stuff I have in my garage um, level, and those guys are in the <laughs> there's this three thousand uh, dollar flare gun that's on eBay and I'm going to buy it and convert it into a Boba Fett's EE3. <laughs> wow. That seems insane because the, Oh yeah. World war two, uh-huh. uh, enthusiasts uh-huh. and photography enthusiasts, enthusiasts hate star Wars fans. Oh, absolutely. Right. Right. But because see- they're buying up all these, you know, M1 Garands and, uh, all these old, you know, like Thompsons and stuff and anything from that mm-hmm. era. And they're making them into aliens and Star Wars props, like, and destroying them. <laughs> right. Um, and, and I know there's there's even been two of the, the Boba Fett ones, correct? There's yeah, one of them had the, or the original one had the, uh, it looked to me like it had a, uh, a flash handle for the, the barrel. It did. Okay. It had one of the, uh, one of the, uh, the Highlands, like you have, okay. is the is the not is the what's the word we're looking for here? Not emitter, because that's a lightsaber. <laughs> Just the barrel. The nose, yeah, the barrel. Yeah, and then I, I guess they did something different. I know they, I knew they threw some more of those those tracks on on the yep. other one. They man, they must have had that stuff laying around in surplus. Oh yeah, like, well that was their garage. Like they yeah. were they were doing what I do, but their garage is way better. Right. Right. There's uh there there's a podcast that I listen to and this guy is like my freaking hero and I I should have actually put down uh what podcast it was so I can go back and listen to to this guy. It's uh Roger Christensen. Mm-hmm. Now he was the set designer and he's he talked about how they did everything and he said that airplane scrap used to be just incredibly cheap back then. And so that that's oh, yeah. just what I they did. It. Like with a Falcon was they're just like, eh, airplane scrap. And they just kind of yep. line that up. So when you when you look in there and it's that that framework stuff, uh, is is that airplane scrap. And he he talked about how like George calls him up one day and he's he's working on the sink for his wife and George goes, We're shooting a scene and we need a uh, we need something for them to call each other on, and we we totally forgot about it. And like we need it right now, 
And he said about that moment, he actually had the part because he, you know, he was distracted. Or he had the part pop off into his hand, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, that's perfect!" And so they just threw like uh, some little meshing or rings on it or something like that. Yeah, and that's the little white comlink that you see. The so, comlink, yeah, yeah. So it looks like there's the little microphone piece, but that's actually like a little drain from his. That's seat. awesome. <laughs> but that guy is, I mean, he is just amazing to listen to. And I, I think that's why I always like Star Wars because growing up, um, when I'd go outside and play pretend, you know, you could be like, ah, oh, this is this or that or whatever and take some of the junk from around the house and everything. And that's basically what they had to do. That's really funny. <laughs> they, uh, I have a good friend of mine, John Ficker of uh, Lone Wolf Customs, and uh-huh. he calls it uh, '70s tech. Right. So, right. I mean, those the big uh, plastic buttons and the turn knobs and everything mm-hmm. and the toggle switches. I mean, that's pretty much every costume, every custom, especially Mandalorian costume, can benefit from the integration of those buttons and knobs and and toggles. Yeah. Yeah, it's it seems like that stuff's getting harder to to get a hold of now too. Oh yeah, um, especially Absolutely. I guess as the years go by, and then of course antique stores. You ever go in there? They think that everything they have in there is is worth just priceless amounts of money, and they're like, "Yeah, look, Star Wars action figures." I'm like, "That is the He-Man, Luke Skywalker that everybody has. I'm not paying you fifty dollars for that." <laughs> yep. So, um. I mean, you, the He Man. I know exactly what you're talking about too. That that yeah, power of the force. The set. power of the force two line. Yeah. I, yep. which, you know that's. Uh, I, I joke about it, but that was my Star Wars figures because I, when I got in, you know, I always refer to myself as a child of the dark times, and I, I played with my babysitter's son Star Wars figures, and I never had my own, and then they come out with Bendems, and I'm like. These are crap, but I finally have my own Star Wars figures. So then, when they come out with bulked out versions, I didn't complain. <laughs> with that, that Anovos, I mean, did that thing pretty much come ready to go? I know you had to do some cutting. Yeah, it, but um, I mean, well, they, it it comes. You have to trim all the pieces, but right. they come with a the helmet is complete and it has all the soft goods. You pretty much just have to buy boots, and it is done. Okay. I mean, you you cut it out and you have to fit it. Um, and you know, get the glue out and all that. But it comes with instructions on their website, and uh, generally, I, I I seem to know what I'm doing so far. So it should be done pretty soon. I'm actually gonna hopefully wear it at Momocon. Okay. Um, coming up in uh, I believe it's up? April. April or okay. May. So okay. yeah. Yeah, that'd be that'd be fun. Nice. Yeah, I knew. I actually sat down at the computer when they did that, and I even told my wife, "I'm like, I'm not real big into the the stormtrooper costume." See, I like, never was either. But for three hundred fifty dollars, right. I figured. Yeah, but I'm like, you know, I'm going. If I don't get this, I'm going to regret it. And, and yeah. she's like, "Well, she's like, if you don't, she's like, if you don't have anything in mind, she's like, you know, you probably shouldn't." I'm like, "Yeah, I know. I'm just like." I know I'm going to regret this. And then like it hit me the other day when I was looking at some stuff, I'm like, I really like the, um, couple of the costumes from the force unleashed game. Like, mm-hmm. the, uh, I think it's the, the commander that's kind of, he's got some blue on him. And then there's the incinerator one. That's kind of got the dark red pieces. And I'm like, well, the, uh, the, the force awakens had the five Oh first trooper in there where it has the blue stripe down the eye. Yeah. 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 So yeah. that was uh, that was one of the Anakin and well Lord Vader I guess mm-hmm. uh, one of his personal guys. They transitioned over to the Clone Wars cartoon, but they were called the Five O First, and they had the blue on them. Right. Yeah, and see, I, and I love those. I actually have an action figure of that guy, and I'm like, I could have done this. <laughs> Now's that time I knew it was going to come, where I'm regretting it. <laughs> yep. Because see, it, I felt the same way. Yeah. And I've got, you know, the Kyle, which is unique and kind of mm-hmm. obscure. And I've got even more obscure Lucas McCoy costume that's all the Mandalorian custom. Uh, it's designed after the Star Wars Galaxies video game from 2003. So I was like, man, I just want a rank and file stormtrooper that's going to look like every other stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. So, like, this is my be part of the 
proud costume. So that's going to be fun, I think. No, oh, yeah. 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 And Georgia Garrison locally is great. I mean, we've got a really good group of people. Um, so, and, and they have a really good relationship with the other clubs locally. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case in, in a couple of states. So we're very oh, wow. lucky locally to have a really good Star Wars costuming community here. So Yeah, that's right. In fact, actually, you know, come to think of it, because we talked about it on over on the uh, Star Wars Report podcast, uh, but I, I, I haven't really mentioned it here, but you were actually our connection to the 501st for the Peter Mayhew thing. That's right, yeah. The, dude, those guys turned it on. I mean, that was awesome. Yeah, they did. They, uh, I mean, they, they showed up, they had, because everything... I hate to, I hate to bash on Dragon Con or anything, but they didn't have things under control, and then Riley was freaking out a little bit. And um, who who's the guy who's in charge? Is it Scott? Of of the five hundred first. Of the entire club. Uh, it would have been it would have been whoever I ended up talking to that you got me in touch with. It was probably Josh. Josh. Okay, dude. Josh was like, "Don't worry about it." got this and pretty <laughs> yeah. much i mean like suddenly 20 people like real soldiers <laughs> like got yeah. everybody in line got everything i mean it was fantastic they had everything organized oh yeah they're pros you know and all this in plastic movie armor <laughs> that, that they're yep. performing all that and uh they they actually got a, a bowcaster for them i guess someone had a a prop oh, bowcaster and uh it it turned out really well. They even actually awarded Peter Mayhew his medal finally. Nice. Oh yeah. You see, I was there for that, and then mm-hmm. uh, that was at the uh, the mixer, the five hundred first mixer. Oh okay. Well, I guess it, probably several people may do that then. I, I know they did it for the uh, the panel as well. Oh, the panel. That was yeah. it. Yeah. No, you're right. It yeah. was at the panel. Yeah. So that. Yeah. Though those guys are just awesome. I mean, it's. Uh-huh. Uh, they should really just have the 501st organize every convention. They're just like, okay, we realize we're going to screw this up. Well, they're very integral to the celebration stuff. Mm-hmm. They uh, Lucasfilm definitely knows that they they are blessed with having the 501st around. Right. So anybody who runs, you know, like Chicken Little screaming, you know, that the sky is falling is is it. This guy, it's kind of unfounded because Disney and Lucasfilm very much like their free advertising. Right. Yeah, I, I actually read the letter because I know a lot of people were very worried when when Disney bought Lucasfilm and they're like, oh, Well, I was too. I mean, yeah. it's definitely way different. Uh, mm-hmm. One of my, I mean, my one of my very, very close friends, Emma, she pointed out to me the other day that uh, pretty much everything is just all the content is just movie tie-in. You know, we had the road to the force awakens and we have, she's, her concern is that we're not getting a whole lot of content that is separate from the movies right now. It seems to be all directing traffic toward the films Mm -hmm. and she and I, and, and I know a lot of other people just want to learn more about what's going on in the galaxy since everything we knew from before is gone. So, you know, the movie's fine. Like we saw that, but show me everything else now. Like I have mm-hmm. so many questions. Right, right. I think you know. I, I think it's gonna get there. It's just gonna take some time. I mean, you think uh, for years, pretty much all you had were the Han Solo books and the uh, terrible, terrible. Um, oh, Splinter. Splinter of the Mind's Eye. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then you got. Uh, the Isn't Thon. it bad? I knew exactly what you were talking about. <laughs> You, 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 what's that terrible EU? Oh, Splinter of the Mind's Eye. Right, Got it. <laughs> right. um, and, the, and and they're like, that guy will never work again. Hey, who's writing the new Force Awakens book? <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's not very good. <laughs> I I'm about to start it. I'll actually be starting that tonight. So, um, ugh, I've, I've, I mean, I've heard a few people say it's not good, but then I've heard uh, several other people talk about uh, some of the really interesting things going on with it. So. They say that the uh, the script, like reading the actual screenplays, is better than okay. the book because it answers, it goes into more depth than the mm-hmm. film because it, you know, it can, and uh, yeah, they say it's 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 written. I mean, kind of like a novel. So okay, um, so check that out. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely have to do that. 
I want to. I really want to get scripts for all the films that I can either buy or print out that I know are actual and not just like somebody put together or something, you know. But like, yeah, like legit scripts and, and and keep those. I'm. I guess I'm a bit of a collector, um, though someone may say hoarder <laughs> if they look at my what I call the toy room right now. That would be a really cool collectible, having scripts from yeah. all of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If I could definitely get like the legit script from any of them. I mean, even if it's like, I don't know, like um, some somebody who's just nobody. You know, I mean, in Star Wars, nobody's nobody, right? Like, absolutely. They, they yeah, it's had, true. They just found Boshek, <laughs> and that's a huge. That is just the best story I've ever read, too. The only thing is that I'm like. Please be alive, Pete. Please be alive. Oh, like, you know, oh, like, yeah. Oh, come it's on. It's so hurtful. Like, Only he died, died like eleven years ago, too. Yeah. I'm like, why? <laughs> like, why Ugh, so but, sad. But you know, and that's the thing is, if he would have been alive, Boshek is like one of the original EU characters too. Mm-hmm. Like someone sat down and was like writing tales about it. Kevin J. Anderson goes, hmm, who who in this matters? Oh, Boshek. Let me right. name him and figures. And really, we have a lot to thank for the Decipher card game, I guess. Yep. Who named everyone in Star Wars ever? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we actually uh, Kevin Kevin Ratzel, who I was talking about earlier. Now he he used to he was there for that. He actually had a character named after him, the uh, the guy who um, the guy who uh, uh, had the gun that Luke force pulled to his hand to to try to shoot Jabba. That character was named after him. Oh wow! Yeah, uh, something Viserys or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, um, but it's it's an anagram of his name. Is it? And it was a humanoid character. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, he kind of he's not the same, but sort of similar-ish to Lando. His look would be how I would try to describe. Yeah, him. he was one of the skiff guards. Yeah. Yeah, I so, got gotcha. you. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, me, me and him have, have had uh, some some good conversations about working there. You know, like we we talked about fake wedge, and he's like, yeah, he's like, oh, in the uh, in the briefing, yeah, and and he's like, they use that card, and we're like, why would you use that card? And they're like, because that's it's what the we're only doing. guy that's not not wedge. <laughs> so I love it. Yeah, and they're like, but it is wedge, and it's like, yeah, but nobody knows him as wedge. So yeah, I I don't know. It's it's great. I I love that uh, just the little things like that. And then of course, the uh, Weston Games stuff is is really interesting too. Uh, they've actually finally that's been one of the, well, I say big changes. People who um, probably normal people would be like, that's not a big change. Shut up. But the um, Ortolans, you know, they now are. Um, See, I guess is it bipeds? Is that the correct thing? They only have two limbs now, which is which. What, which creature is these? The um, Max Rebo's character. Oh, so initially that was what George Lucas's intent was—that it was basically a creature with only two limbs that would play right. the play the keyboard or whatever that instrument is with his feet. The Nalgorn. The do what now? Is it the Nalgorn? I think it's the name of the instrument. Um, I'm gonna, I'm googling it right now. Yeah, I don't, see. I don't know. See that stuff. Like, I'll, I'll try to learn species and stuff. But the the different instruments that they and the uh, the jizz whalers play, I'm just like, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> the jizz whaler. That's right. <laughs> see, they they had all these in Star Wars Galaxies, and you could have all the, the instruments. Yeah. Yes, he. I wish I, I. I wasn't into computer gaming back during Galaxies, but it sounds like I would have probably had no life during that time if I had. It was pretty amazing. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah. Um. So apparently, yeah, Max Rebo was only supposed to have basically two feet, and the way that it looks, I just always assumed he was either behind the thing or in it or whatever you know playing with his hands and that's what right. Weston games assumed as well yeah so when they started putting out information that just sort of become uh canon that's that's what we all accepted well now since they've actually been able to sort of do a reset they have actually moved it back to what it was supposed to be so they are back to only having the uh the two legs 
That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Cuz you know on the robot chicken they had him walking around. Right, right. Well, even in the um the new games, I, I know the um cause I'm pretty sure you can you can be that species in the uh the new role-playing game. And, and That's they, funny. they gave them arms and legs as well. So it's I, mean, huh. I think everyone just assumes that's what they look like. They're like, yeah, he has legs. He's just sitting in a little pod. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, but um, talking about the the content, have, have you seen this uh, this new Lego Star Wars TV show? You know, uh, yeah, just barely today. Uh, I think it's part of their they're doing like a like Lego continuity. Mm-hmm. Which is separate than the films, right? Right. So I guess this will be some of the first legend, new legends content. I guess. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because it seems like you know they really talk about no, we don't want to do anything that's uh, outside of this. We really want to protect the the brand and everything. And then Lego's like, um, hey, we want to do this. And they're like, yes, Lego, yeah. anything anything you like. And like Lego's oh, so hot doing? right now. Right, right. So they <laughs> they just. Go, they go along with it, but uh, well, they had Yoda Chronicles, which was on StarWars.com, but uh, I did. Watch I never that. watched any of that. There is, I think they had okay. Young Han Solo on one of those at one point. Yes, yeah, he was Ian because he had his that's H right turned around, and that was supposed to that's be the right. big reveal was that he's actually Han. Uh, but the movie, if you actually bought the the DVD, it came with the Young Han Solo figure, so it's like. That's that, funny. That ruined the spoiler, but whatever. Yeah. It's a kid's show, I guess. <laughs> right. But they're calling this the Freemaker Adventures. Yeah, I saw that. So But I gotta say I don't I, know. I really like this uh ship that they have. I don't I'm not familiar with the ship that they have on the front of it. Uh I don't know whether it's because it's a new ship or I just don't quite know my ships like I think I do, or if this is just it being in Lego form looks a little different, but it definitely has that Star Wars feel, which is always big for me because every time they're like, oh, hey, this is something we're doing. And I'm like, that doesn't look like Star Wars. That looks like Star Trek or that looks like the yeah. of the galaxy or whatever, you know, and, and I'm just like, why? it's not hard. Just make it look like it's blocky and throw a bunch of like random parts on it and yep. make it look rusty and it's Star Wars, but some people have issues with it, I guess. But I, I like this one. This one looks like Star Wars to me. Yeah, it's, I agree. It's got that hammerhead ship look. Right, right. It's kind of m- maybe like two B-wings smashed together, you know. Kind of, yeah. Kinda, it's it's different. You've got, um, it's definitely not symmetrical. You've kind of got a bump coming out to the right, so. Right. It's a little thing, but stuff like that gets me excited for it. I'm like, okay, you get it. <laughs> you understand yeah, what's supposed to be going on. Yeah, I agree. On um, I see we've got a character with a lightsaber, mm-hmm. and he, he, the best way I can explain him is he looks like Shia LaBeouf turned into a Lego character. Oh, no. With a lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I can't understand. The Freemaker Adventures. <laughs> so, Very interesting. Yeah, it's, um, I like it. I think it's pretty cool. Any new content, even if it's, it's Lego and it's, you know, not going to fit, um, the kyber saber whatever but um they're calling it a kyber saber well that's ridiculous why would it's a kyber crystal which is inside a lightsaber which is in a lights i'm so confused (laughs) why was why did you why would you do that you're cannoning wrong (laughs) the story group surely had input into this i guess not how you star wars yeah they're star warsing wrong oh Uh, god Oh well, that's fine. It's I guess since they are saying this is not canon, they can do whatever they want to. But it's just yeah, like, why would you do I mean, that? why would you? What's the worst that could happen? It's not like they could kill Han Solo. Oh, which is you know the worst thing that ever happened in my whole life. <laughs> you took that pretty hard. I was destroyed. Like, did you? But did you not see it coming though? I. I I watch the Titanic, and every time I watch it, I go, "No, not this time." <laughs> like, surely it's gonna, it's gonna surely, pull that water out. And <laughs> surely they have also seen this movie and know to get out of the way. Guys, like iceberg, <laughs> iceberg. Hey guys, maybe you yeah. know, don't drive that fast. I don't know. <laughs> like, 
Ugh, it it hurts so bad. Yeah, but it was so beautiful too. Though. I mean, I've lost family members that I cared about less. You know? <laughs> like, wow. I mean, Han Solo. Ugh, it's still just it hurts me deeply. I I don't I don't know what to tell you. I mean, that, screw that you, J.J. Abrams. That was and the movie's cool. very good. Yeah, it's very very good movie. But like, you know. Occasionally, I'll put on a Star Wars movie. Occasionally, I'll put on Phantom Menace because uh-huh. I want to watch parts of that. Yeah. But, like, you will never hear the words, hey, let's put on my Force Awakens Blu ray or whatever we have at that point. You mm-hmm. know, like, that'll never happen. Oh, really? I'll not be like, man, I want to feel good right now. <laughs> if I want to do that, I would rather someone just take me out back and kick me in the. <laughs> like, that would be. A more positive experience than uh, watching that movie. But everything else is is really lighthearted. It, it's fun. so good, yeah, it's so good. <laughs> and then you just watch and just go, and then it just. I blame Game of Thrones and Walking Dead is what I do because mm-hmm. people, content creators, right now think uh-huh. that people love having their hearts smashed into a thousand pieces. They're like, oh, you like Ned Stark, do you? <laughs> well, to to be fair. Harrison Ford has been wanting that ever since. I agree, but to hell with Harrison Ford. <laughs> you don't get it because say. he doesn't get to decide what I love, you know, and what matters to me. Right. Like but... he can be a crusty old. <laughs> doesn't mean he has to turn me into one by oh, yeah. killing everyone's favorite Star Wars character. But I mean, he may not have done it. Would you have rather? Would you have rather them just not had Han Solo in it than to kill him? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> see, I would have rather had only uh, anthology or Star Wars story films rather than saga films. Okay. Like I think we wrapped up our story. Like mm-hmm. nothing that they do with this series will be better than how Return of the Jedi ended, where the Empire was defeated. And our heroes were happy, and Luke was gonna, you know, reform the Jedi Order, and they were gonna have the New Republic. That sh- that to me should have ended and been done. And then, and then, like, Jar yelled, "We's a free." Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> and then, like, just do, you know, side stories or prequels, and and tell like, do a Han Solo movie, do Boba Fett, do a Obi Wan mm-hmm. in the desert like movie, do all that. But right. I could have done without the saga films. See, I love it though, because I th- I like how. Oh no, I love it too. It's yeah. and and it's very good. Mm-hmm. Like they made a really obviously, it's made like two billion dollars. Right. Well, I, I love how they did it because that that was my problem with how they did the uh, the EU or the now Legends is that the war never really ended. You know, it's just like oh crap. Well, we've we've got Thrawn. Thrawn. What are we gonna do? Well, I know I misplaced a star fleet around here somewhere. Oh, the Katana fleet. Yeah. Oh, here it is. I found it. We're good. We're back. Yeah. Baby. It's only in the Maw cluster, right. which is a bunch of black holes. Right. It's like, hey, I, f- I found it. We dusted it off. Empire's back, and the war's back on. You know, to that kind of discredited. Well, they did that in the Force Awakens. It just took thirty years. Well, so it took thirty years, but that's the same as basically going from like say, uh, like that's like saying like, oh, well, we went into the Cold War after World War Two. It's like right. so we lost World War Two. It's like no, no, we still won. We still had, you know, a decent amount of peace there for a while, and then you know the war didn't true, up true. until later on. Um, you know, I mean, there, there's always going to be a new threat. At least they they were able to to really get rid of that uh, whole galaxy threatening threat that was oppressing everyone. Yeah, I mean, but then they got rid of their fleet. Mon Mothma got rid of the fleet before she died. So. <laughs> You know, now it's all... But you know what's weird <laughs> is they have... You Mon Mothra for that one. Yeah. And a lot of other things, too. So most of the First Order's, like, military force has been wiped out. Uh-huh. And the Republic's fleet has been wiped out. So who's even fighting in the next movie? Like, do they not all need to take five to ten years and just rebuild? So here's the thing. The... the the new republic yeah their fleet is is done for but 
from everything. The First Order still has ships, but yeah. they don't have a military force because they were all on the base. Well, see, here's the thing. From from everything I'm understanding, a lot of their stuff and everything has come from the outer, like past the outer reaches, and that like I'm I'm thinking Snoke's totally got a ton of. Uh, oh, he's got a lot, yeah. but yeah, but but a I mean, think of how many people were at Starkiller Base. Oh yeah, they. I mean, sure, they lost a lot, but I a from, lot from from everything that uh, like I said the the visual dictionary and and some of the other content and stuff that I've checked out and and then also Snoke's reaction to it, like yeah, whatever, it's cool, like just just get Kylo, bring him to me. I don't care about yeah. the stupid base. Yeah, turn oh. on his hit. I hope he had his kitty collar with the bell on it because <laughs> go in the woods and find him in the dark and bring him to me i know the planet's falling apart but do it yeah well to be fair i, I think he probably is like eh. it's like if I, if I don't get kylo i don't really care that much if hux doesn't come back either i guess see and i think hux should have died anyway because who about the only people that died in force awakens was han solo everyone else is alive yep like Hux and Phasma are all in the next movie. And really, Hux is the Tarkin-type character. Right. And the captain should go down with the ship. Speaking of Titanic. Well, I think... So there's a couple things. Like I was actually really hoping they didn't do that because I didn't want it to feel too reminiscent of A New Hope. Yeah, you're right. There were there were differences in that Tarkin lives in this one. Yeah, I mean, it's... So, so I liked that, that it... You know, they didn't... They didn't uh, just completely rehash it. They they actually are like, okay, well, we're gonna have him come back, so we can actually give him more to do. It'll especially be interesting in the the next one. I I kind of wonder if that's not what's gonna happen for the next film. We'll see uh, Kylo kind of become his own man, and then just be like, screw you, I'll force choke you to death. I don't care, you know. Oh, I think see- they might swap sides. I think Ray might might get tempted by the dark side and i think kylo might come back light because really? yeah i think that would be a really good way to go into episode nine it, it would be interesting and i have said that i think that that's going to be the the thing is that by the end of it they are going to try to to bring him back you know mm-hmm. they'll try to to redeem him my thing is with them trying to redeem kylo if you if you redeem him and then he dies then it's it's just like vader if you are unable to redeem him then it's just like jason the thing that i think is the most interesting and i would love to see is redeem him and let him live and live with what he's done yeah so he's like oh yeah i'm a good guy now but i killed my dad and i blew yeah. up everybody Sorry, and a bunch guys. of people yeah so he pretty much has to really be doing extra hard to prove himself um as this new hero character. Yep. So that's that's where I hope they go with it. I really don't It'd know. be good storytelling yeah. and it'd be yeah. fresh, yeah. you know. We haven't seen that perspective. Right. Right. But uh, I'm I'm I love uh Ryan Johnson. He he did my and and that's the funny thing is when I heard about him they're like, "Well, he did two episodes of uh of Breaking Bad." And I'm like, "Oh, that's interesting because you know, he he did it right around my you know that last season. I'm, I'm like my two favorite episodes from Breaking Bad were in that last season, and I look and I'm like, oh yeah, he did both of those. Excellent. Did you see Brick? Brick, uh, that a TV show? Or no. Movie? So Brick was one of his first movies that he okay. did. I think it was his his second big feature uh, with Joseph Gordon Levitt, and it is a like detective noir style film set in high school in like LA or something. Mm -hmm. And it is amazing. I mean, it is a really, really good movie. You should check it out. And then he also did Looper with uh, JGL. And uh, that was that time travel movie with Bruce Willis. I saw that one. Now I had some issues with that one just because like my, my biggest problem with Looper was I'm like, why did he, why did he choose not to kill himself? I'm like he, he clearly old him killed himself. Why doesn't young him kill him? Like I don't, they don't explain it. <laughs> so like that just bothered me. But it was. And then I watched season finale, flash season one, and I'm like, oh my god, he loopered himself. <laughs> yeah. 
so I think I think that's about all I have on that. The you know the the last thing that I, I really want to talk about because this has got everybody excited with all the Toy Fair news and everything. They're doing this life-size BB-8. Oh, talk about a character that just lived up to every bit of the hype from Episode Seven. Also, is BB-8 like? And you think you think going into that movie, you're like, there's no way that this this thing is going to be that cute and that popular. And he sure as hell was. I was really afraid he was going to be the Jar Jar Binks of. The yeah, saga. me too. Yeah, but he is he is wonderful. Yeah. Like. <laughs> One of the best parts of that whole movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's he he's fantastic. Everyone It, it makes you almost not realize that you you're not seeing R2D2. But I mean, they had to have a droid that could like wow. haul, yeah. you know, and keep up with the main characters. And R2 is a bit slow. Yeah. That's that's still one of the things though that uh that that is yeah, for for you with with Solo, that was my thing with R2 and I'm like we, because I noticed through the marketing, I'm like, we're not. Everyone's, like, where's Luke? Where's Luke? And I'm like, um, where's R two and three PO? Because I've always yeah. loved R two, always loved it. Yeah, I, I, I hopefully they're more involved in the I next one. So. That I was very pleased to see R two show up, um, when Ray went to see Luke. That that was when I was like, okay, good. You know, now maybe we'll we're gonna see for the next one a split between you know Poe and, um, Finn. We'll do their buddy cop adventures, and then yeah, we'll have uh. We'll have some Jedi training, and and we'll have R two there for that with uh with Ray. So, but that was my thing. Is I'm like, we've went this like for me it was apparent. Like Luke, I honestly I'd forgotten. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. Luke's supposed to be showing up at any point. But I was like, where's R two D two? Where's R two D two? And then as soon as they showed that tarp, I I even said, you know, I told uh, Bruce, I was like, <laughs> I was like, don't let it be under there. And they pull it off. I'm like, oh man. All the cool stuff was under tarps. The Falcon R two. <laughs> um but so th- but that'd be cool this thing what is is voice activated and it's voice it activated. comes when you call it it's life-size it's got its little remote it's got uh lights and sounds and that's pretty great now it's how much is it 180 dollars. so people may go that's it but yeah you're absolutely right because consider the little handheld sphero version that's 150 I'm getting this thing. Like that's it's on my wish list. It, it's supposed to be coming out around November. One of my friends from college actually works for Sphero. Oh man! Don't like <laughs> it was very, it was very like non-disclosure agreement about about their involvement. Uh-huh. But uh, but yeah, he actually got to work on you know the little the little Sphero droids, mm-hmm. and uh, that was pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, the, the, those things are nice. I want one, and I'll probably end up getting one of the the actual Spheros as well. It's I've been holding back on it because I'm like, it'll just like drive around your house right. without you. You can just put it in patrol mode, and it'll just like and just like drive around your living room. It's crazy. Which is which? Yeah, which is great. But I have a an English bulldog. Oh yeah, and one hundred fifty dollars <laughs> for just that. Just totally is, eaten. Yeah, one hundred fifty dollars for that is worth it. But one hundred fifty dollars for a chew toy, not so much. <laughs> yep, uh, and, I totally and she, understand. And she's vicious. Too. I have a two-year-old. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's, I'll, I have to see. I, I did get the um, the Disney version, which is it's a good bit larger. I didn't even know that that thing actually uh, moved around. I was trying to figure out how to work it, set it on the table, did not realize I put it in voice mode. As soon as I start talking, it just takes off right off the end table. And I was like, what the crap? <laughs> like, I had no idea the thing even moved. But she does not care for it. She's just like, I don't know what this is, but get it out of here. So I don't know if she would do the same thing or if she would, if the Sphero one, she's like, this is smaller than me, I'm going to eat it. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. So, uh, not, not, not too sure, but I'll, I'll have to see, cause I'll have to get it. I may have to just get it, keep it in the toy room and play around with it from time to time and put her up, uh, when I want to play with it and go from there. Yeah. 
All right, so that's uh, that's going to be the end of our conversation. Uh, James, I appreciate you dropping in and, and talking. Dude, yeah, thanks for having me. So anybody who wants to, you can always uh, reach out to us at cloudcitycasino at uh, gmail.com. We also have the uh, Facebook page. You can go like us there at Cloud City Casino and then uh, Cloud City Casino on Twitter. You can follow us there. I am at Morris Isley on Twitter. And then, of course, Bruce, you can find at Admiral underscore Rex. Uh, James, you got any sort of uh, information, anything you want to plug for us? Uh, other than, uh, I, I mean, my Facebook page is The Real McCoy. Uh, you can find us, the little green Mando helmet, kind of cocked curiously to the side <laughs> on the profile picture there. That's me. You'll know where to find me there. Um other than that, anybody interested in getting involved with like 501st, you know, it's kind of more, one of the more well-known costume clubs. You can look them up, uh, 501st.com, and uh, check out uh, Heroes Alliance, which is the superhero costuming group that I do. It's a, it's also international. Um, we've got a big group of us here in Georgia, and I'm starting to get involved with them. Uh, Rebel Legion, of course, for like Jedi costumes and light side costumes for Star Wars. Uh, and then... Uh, but locally, we've got the Atlanta Ghostbusters, but there's also a different Ghostbuster franchises pretty pretty much in every major city. So whatever your fandom is, there's a group of weirdos just like you. So reach out and get involved because we love meeting new people and and uh, getting getting new people involved. Anybody who's interested also can go to uh, BobaFettFanClub.com. Uh, we've got uh, news and uh, blog posts there pretty much daily for or your Boba Fett news. So check that out as well. Awesome. That's uh and yeah, the um the Rebel Legion in uh Georgia. I was actually excited to I'm like, oh okay, that's cool. They actually pick a different planet. Bespin. I'm like, sweet. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, and how about that? Better. Bespin's gonna be the new the next uh Battlefront expansion. And we're gonna get a playable Lando, so Oh, uh, yeah, so I, I, that's kind of who I thought. I thought it'd be Lando or Chewie as yeah, the next Yeah, that's uh, the hero. next two characters we're getting is Lando and Chewie. Who are the dark side ones? I was thinking like maybe Veers. I have no idea. <laughs> I, I, I some people were speculating maybe some Tuscans or like mm-hmm. and Veers maybe to get kind of an officer type character. Right. Kind of like Leia, but a dark side version. So, And Veers is the only like person that participated in ground battle that I could think of on the Imperial side. Right. He's got kind of a unique costume, a little bit like the armored officer look would be cool. But uh, yeah, Bespin is just iconic. I love it. That's why the special edition for Empire Strikes Back is good, because it's Wampa scene, uh, Ian McDiarmid as the Emperor, and more Bespin. All right, man. Once again, I, I really appreciate you coming on and talking about some of this stuff with us. And uh, Thank you. Thank you. Yep. And uh, for everyone else out there, never forget. Let the Wookiee win. Let the Wookiee win.